Hello, Herd, and welcome to our final Clone Wars rewatch of the year. Ah! Megan, oh my goodness, it's hard to believe that it be here. But uh, when we're coming at you next week, we'll be in a new year uh, and a new season of Nerd Herder. But for now, I am your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I am your Christmas Herd Mom. Still Christmas in my heart. <laughs> yes, I love the pocket watch and uh, Jeep painted to look like the Jurassic Park Jeep that you got me for Christmas, yes? Yes, sure. <laughs> Is that a thing? It's it's a dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, I, that's not what I got you. I don't. You don't know what I got you. I don't know what Because I got we're you. recording this way ahead of Christmas. Well, not way ahead. Greetings couple from days the past. Ago. Yes. We are in the past, you are in the future, and this is Star Wars. <laughs> well, it's a Star Wars podcast. I can't say it's Star Wars. We'd love to be Star Wars, but we're not Star Wars. Uh, we are a podcast. We are here today with you in your ears to talk about the Clone Wars, as we always do on Fridays. Nothing can stop us, not even the holidays and uh, fat men coming down chimneys. Uh, but like creepy when you think about it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so... But, of course, you know, you guys are listening at your leisure whenever you have uh, time. But, uh, we, yeah, we just wanted to not uh, give any gaps in posting or anything like that. We've already had more than our fair share uh, in our first five months of podcasting. And so we wanted to just go straight through, continue to give you guys something to listen to, maybe while you're traveling to visit family for the holidays or just whenever. Maybe you're working uh you know, that's un an unfortunate reality, is not everybody gets all the time off that they desire with family and friends and whatnot, but hopefully if taking us with you uh, to work or to travel makes it a little bit better, that's all we ask, that's all we, that's all we desire, is to make your life a little bit better with Star Wars, which isn't hard when you think about it. Yeah. Star Wars makes most things better. It's true. Anyway, so uh, this is... Like I said, our last episode of this year, and we're finishing off an arc that we started last week. Uh, last week was all about the Battle of Geonosis. Uh, this week we're kind of getting into some of the uh, after effects of that battle, but it's all it, all five episodes that we're going to talk about are of one arc. We covered three last week, that means two this week. It's a little shorter of an episode, maybe. Um, uh, but uh, it's it's another pair of good episodes, I think, and I think it's a fun one to kind of end uh, this first half of, or this first part of our Nerd Herder uh, hit timeline with. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we'll be back next week, goodness, I want to say with, where are we at next week? We, oh. Oh, we're at the uh, skirmish of uh, Seleucami. Skirmish, skirmish, skirmish. Uh, we have more Grievous action coming up, as well as some more uh, film-inspired episodes. Season 2, man, I did not realize how film-inspired, like classic film-inspired mm -hmm. it is. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about that in today's episode. We talked about it last week. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like, my goodness, just, I think... They, the, the Dave Filoni and the writers were just really feeling some vibes from these classic films. Yeah, right. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Because yeah, me too. we've had continually uh, great episodes to talk about. Um, and so, yeah. 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 Good year. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a good one. I think today's, though, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about, too, just because it's kind of in our uh, genre of, you know, if we don't like Star Wars, we love, well, mm -hmm. 
That's not what we do but like Star Wars. We love Star Wars, but if we're usually geeking out about something together, it's usually horror slash sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes those intersect. Yeah, thing. and sometimes they're separate. But uh, in in today's episode, there's quite a little, uh, quite a bit of inspiration from um, one of our favorite series uh, and a few of our favorite elements. So yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Rewatching these, and certainly when you're researching details and back behind the scenes stuff, when you're really analyzing these, you pick up on things you don't normally, um, especially, uh, you know, the similarities between it and another film or another genre or so many other things. Um, and sometimes, even when you recognize it at first, it tends to go deeper than you even think. So, uh, Anyway, though, but we'll we'll get into that uh, and get you guys back to your holiday and enjoying that. So, uh, but we do appreciate you taking some time to to put us into your ears with uh, the Star Wars goodies and whatnot. It's gooey in here. You should really use. Your yeah, you should clean your ears. <laughs> We're kicking this thing off with season two, episode seven. And that is Legacy of Terror. Uh, both of these uh, have very good uh, ominous titles. And also uh, very... Uh, much like with uh, the Zillow Beast where they used uh, promotional art that was very similar to Japanese film posters for Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these names, uh, both of the titles for these sound like very uh, old school Hammer horror film kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of zooms into the screen, and then you get a crack of lightning, yeah, and then you have the high-pitched uh, string instrument, uh, so, The Legacy of Terror, um, this one's good, the next one's really great, but uh, both of these go together to make an awesome pair, uh, the moral for this one is sometimes accepting help is harder than offering it, mm-hmm. um, yes, very much so. <laughs> I can definitely agree with that. I find myself giving advice constantly and always uh, reaching out to people and trying to help people. Uh, and yet, I don't want help for myself. I don't want to open up uh, and and receive as much as I enjoy giving. And I think that's just a, a suffrage of human, human nature yeah. in general. I think we all would much rather give than receive. Um, but, uh, usually when we allow ourselves to open up a little bit, when we, uh, kind of humble ourselves and remember we're not perfect and nobody's perfect and we let those, yeah, we let those, uh, key and wise people, you don't have to let everybody in, but when you let in the right people, uh, it, it's harder sometimes, it's more difficult sometimes. But it's far more worth it to do that uh, as soon as possible. Whenever you're feeling uh, grieved or de- or down or whatever, uh, however you want to describe it, it could even be you know angry. What whatever it is you need help with, the sooner you get the help, the 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 greater the relief is usually. Okay. So yeah. I'll remember good to moral. play that. For <laughs> yeah, play that back. Uh, eventually, when I yeah. when I decide to be stubborn again, yeah, I say all that now, and I'm still gonna be stubborn because. And that's why I hit you with a uh, 
Anyway, the opening narration for this episode is Victory on Geonosis. After a massive planetary siege, the Separatist forces on Geonosis have finally fallen. Key weapons factories have been destroyed, but at the heavy cost to Republic troops. Now, a Je uh, now as Jedi Master Luminara Unduli and Obi-Wan Kenobi begin to clean up the planet, they launch an intense campaign to find Separatist leader Poggle the Lesser and bring him to justice. Who's Poggle the Greater? Uh, I don't think there is a greater. I think um, the Lesser is a title given because of the queen that's being introduced. Interesting. Very interesting. So you have the queen, and then you have uh, the de facto uh, leader, or as he's called, uh, the advisor, uh, Poggle the Lesser. So I guess he's the real handler of the people and mm -hmm. the public. I'm, you know, the, the Geonosian uh, <coughs> hierarchy is very difficult. Um, you know, uh, it almost can seem, because Poggle associates so closely to senators and whatnot, can almost... You can almost think in your mind, oh, he's a senator, but really they're not. They're not represented in the uh, Galactic Senate, as far as I understand. Mm -hmm. So it, their their whole hierarchy, pub, political system, doesn't seem, it, uh, you know, but spoiler alert, I, I've already mentioned it, but, the, you know, we're, we're introduced to a Geonosian queen, so I would assume it goes from queen to advisor to... Uh, I would assume you have certain uh, group leaders or hive leaders, mm -hmm. and then you have the hive. Um, yeah. And I guess they're just a worker species because they seem to really enjoy factories and building droids and making termite mound temple things. So. Yeah, I really like the the uh, architecture of Geonosis. It's very cool. Oh yeah. Um, you know it 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 wasn't on. Um, first viewing of Attack of the Clones that I noticed how similar it was to Termite Spires, but, yeah. you know, uh, eventually you pick up on that. So it's really interesting, and, and even throughout this Geonosian arc, they really capitalize on the bug aspect, yeah. which is really nice because um, that's a big element of their character design, and now we get to pull that more into the story a little bit, so. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um... When we last left the Republic forces, they had destroyed the new Geonosian droid factory. And amongst the cleanup, they realized that Poggle managed to escape. And they began searching for him in order to hopefully damage the Separatist leadership. Um, Poggle and a few soldiers use a damaged AT AAT tank to escape. So Luminara and the clone trooper named Buzz set out to find Poggle which leads them to an old Geonosian temple in the middle of nowhere. Uh, a dust storm begins picking up as Luminara calls back to report what they have found. But while transmitting, she and her clone are attacked as he opens a seal at the center of the temple floor. Because of the storm, Anakin and Obi-Wan must wait before going in and searching for her. My brain kind of went a little <laughs> mushy there at the end. <laughs> um, when they do, they find Dead Buzz and enter the catacombs to search for Luminara. Woody was very upset. Well, I actually think it's meant to be a Buzz Buzz, like Bug Wings kind of reference. Dead Filoni, look Maybe. at you. Uh, it, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, th sometimes there's a point to their name, other times it's just whatever simple. Yeah. Um, 
pretty soon after they find it, after they find the catacombs, they are attacked by Geonosian warriors who don't really seem to mind getting hacked and shot at. Obi-Wan starts suddenly remembering all of these convenient legends about a Geonosian queen and some sort of beyond-the-grave hive mind that she possessed. And it is a very convenient time to remember all this, since it turns out to be much more than legends. Yeah, I, I would have much rather it had been uh, kind of a discovery thing. Uh, oh, we never knew this about the Genosians, or so forth and so on, rather than this, oh, wait, you know what? This That's one right. book I read in the Forbidden section, you know, <laughs> like, it just, yeah. I mean, I always, I always kind of scoff at that whole, you know, I once heard about, of course you did, of course you did. Uh, I, I, like I said, I would have rather had been a completely new thing, um, rather than some, oh, you know what, there was a legend about that. Oh, was there, was there really Obi-Wan? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just, sometimes I like the idea of, you know, because Star Wars is a big, big galaxy. Yeah. We're always discovering new planets, new species, new things, and and whatnot. And I'd have to imagine that people in the galaxy are also always discovering. Yeah. And and so you don't have to have a character know about or or seemingly know about something in order to make it relevant. Like it's a big honking galaxy. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to all of a sudden discover we know we didn't know anything about this species caste system and all of a sudden here we are we got zombies and queens you know it's yeah i don't i don't know it it's a pet peeve of mine where it's yeah. like oh no i've heard of that how you know wh- i mean where where would he have heard it i just i don't know yeah. anyway we're back with star wars zombies if it wasn't clear um geonosian zombies this time bug zombies yay and so this Episode was actually developed the same year as the novel Death Troopers and was released a month after the book in November of 2009. Um, but it is strictly stated that the two projects were developed separate from each other. Uh, but luckily, or, or somehow just ended up having both. So- I, it, see, this is one thing I absolutely love that's been put in place with Disney and is very strictly regarded is the story group. Yeah. Because back, you know, prior to Disney, there was such a monotony of Star Wars stories going on. And, there, I mean, these were being developed by the same company, essentially. Yeah. And yet nobody decided to communicate of, oh, you know what? I actually heard somebody's writing a book for us about zombies as well. You sure you want to do a episode? Now, luckily, they're both very yeah. different stories. You know, Death Troopers versus this, very different. So I don't think... It's a big deal that they came out uh, adjacent to each other and everything. Yeah, that's why I don't try and keep up with the Doctor Who continuity. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's real. It's it's tough when it's just, just keep going forward. Yeah. Just keep going forward and, you know, go back and fix something if you have to or just explain it away as wibbly-wobbly. You know, like, I love that the story group is in place now to be a strict filter for everything yeah. Star Wars to ensure, hey, no, we've, we've already done that, or no, you can't do that, or these characters can't do this, or, you know, it, it, it's so helpful to have that now. Yeah. Um, 
Now, again, I think both stories are very different and independent, so yes. it's not a big deal. But the, the fact that they could be in development alongside each other, mm-hmm. and I know one's a book, one's a TV show, but again, it's the same company. Yeah. Eventually, you would think someone would mention, oh, zombies? There's a great book being written like that. Or, oh, you know what? I can't wait. I can't wait for the Clone Wars zombies. Maybe it'll connect to your book. Like, you, somewhere. Yeah. They had to intersect, and it's just like... Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, I think we've learned, you know, having grown up pretty much in the last... I don't even remember how long, how old YouTube is. Very, um, a long time. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that two different creators can have the same exact idea... Right. ...simultaneously. Oh, yeah. Like, it, but, but... When you're, when you're in the same ball field, though. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, if you're doing makeup tutorials and I'm doing toy reviews, I can understand us not cross crossing paths or you know taking each other into consideration in our projects. Mm-hmm. But if we're both review, not only it, it, you know if we're both doing toy reviews and we're both reviewing the same toy uh, for the same company, it, you know, it'd be one of those things of it'd be nice as a filter of. Somebody's already working on that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, of course, with YouTube, it doesn't matter. Yeah, nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah, like, everybody does their own... Like, and, I mean, even Star Wars podcasting is a great example. Yeah. There's thousands of Star Wars podcasts, which makes it even more ridiculous that you people listen to us. But, you know, of of course, we try to do us. We try to do our thing. But, I mean, look, we're, we're doing a Clone Wars rewatch. Do you know how many people are doing a Clone Wars rewatch? Yeah. I mean, literally Star Wars is doing it. <laughs> so, uh, it's one of those things where I, I, get, both, I get both sides. Um, but I, I just wanted to kind of highlight the benefit of having the story group that now we don't have to worry about repetitive stories or hopefully we don't have to worry about plot holes as much. Yeah. Um, because that that was the big mess of the EU. Like, you can like the EU, and you can like stories from the EU, but you can't tell me that the EU was not convoluted. Incredibly so. You know, and, and, and if you don't know, you know, if it's one of those things where it's like, I never got confused, well, you probably didn't dive deep into it. Because when you really take everything that was going on, all the different stories and everything, there was so many contradictions, and there were so many loopholes and and and, and con- uh, there's so much going on yeah well even like just look at the story of boba fett oh yeah well how many people brought him back to life and, and yeah. uh, like and then killed him yeah <laughs> you know basically eu was completely made up of people just wanting to tell their star wars story and that's not a bad thing no but there has to be some continuity that's why it was so much easier just to reset a little bit and i think Disney was very smart to say, hey, we want to have a group of people that are big nerds that are going to help make sure that this stays streamlined. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that that soapbox aside a little bit. Um, Death Troopers um, were, cr- were created from some sort of goop created by the Empire. I don't think we really got into the details of no, exactly what that was. And I know there was like Red Dawn, or there was some sequel, prequel book that was not as good and tried to make it, it's some sort of root extract. It's all kinds of. It's convoluted. 
it's better if you just leave it as some imperial goop. Um, they, that ended up creating zombies, basically. Uh, here, though, it's a um, more organic situation. Um, there are worms, uh, and the worms take over an individual's brain in order to control them, and they do this by tapping into the brain st stem uh, and the just braininess uh, in a very similar fashion to real-life insects like the jewel wasp and the zombie ant fungus and certain forms of barnacle. Um, obviously, the brain worms uh, here are a bit different as it seems they have a different link to the queen. So not only do they can bring... They kind of tap into the host mm -hmm. and can animate them, but apparently the will of the worms is the will of the queen. So the queen gives them actual direction. The uh, worms are kind of just like transmitters mm -hmm. uh, to receive the orders and implement it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we don't get into the full details of it, but that's kind of my understanding of it. But it, uh, at the end of the day, it's not as sci-fi as the Imperial Goop of Death Troopers. Uh, the idea of the worms controlling, you know, we see real-life examples of that in a way. Yeah. Not not nearly on this level, but like the, uh, the Jewel Wasp, it can control the motor functions of uh, its uh, prey, mm -hmm. but very limited and it's not autonomous or anything basically it controls its motor function just to get it back home so it can eat it it's nothing as uh zombie as this yeah definitely um, but it's also not as sci-fi as oh touch some green stuff now i'm alive and uh, just, you know reanimated and i love that this doesn't do the whole oh i got bitten now i'm a zombie thing like yeah I appreciate that when, when the zombies kill something, they're dead, unless the worms come in. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I appreciate the, uh, it's, we've seen it be done in science fiction before, you know, the implantation of something or a bug or something mm -hmm. very disgusting mm -hmm. to uh, gain control of a person. Like, mm -hmm. we've seen it in Star Trek. Like, that was a whole thing in Wrath of Khan. Mm -hmm. We've seen it in so many different forms of media mm -hmm. like and i it's a great plot point don't get me wrong but it's creepy it's so creepy <laughs> yeah i have like serious issues with people touching my ears They're, and belly button because well, of this. and one thing is with these with the worms like if you if you watch the episode you see they continue to move yeah, around it's disgusting and that makes no sense like how I don't understand how they have proper control of the host in that case. Maybe it's like enzymes or something. You know, it, I I'm I my mind likes to think of it as the worms. Like I said, kind of like plug into the brain. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the worms from Supernatural. You remember that? No. The one. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. You remember the episode where it's the grandfather and. The grandfather gets, like, uh, he gets a worm in his ear that was created by Eve. and I don't yeah. think I've seen, I, I might have seen that episode. I don't you know. You have. It's just been a long time. Like, we really um, need to rewatch. Well, it, yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes sense if it just plugs, but the I, it, the, the wiggling around, it's just a visual yeah, thing. Definitely. It has no real purpose other exactly. than indicating, oh, there's something controlling them kind of thing, but... Um, yeah. the, the zombies in 
brain control and all that stuff isn't the only uh, the sci-fi inspiration because the queen, uh, whose name is Karina, uh, uh, not very alien or buggy. Yeah, that's I, I don't like know. Middle-aged white woman. Yeah. Um, the queen uh, takes a few a few visual inspirations from another arguably better alien queen. The Xenomorph Queen from the Alien series uh, was clearly on the art designer's mind when they designed uh, Karina. The main body being attached to a larger egg-producing sack, the extra pair of arms, and definitely the head crest are all cues from the original Queen. Um, and uh, even the Geonosians kind of have a little bit of the behavior of the alien warriors of the same series and whatnot, so it's, it's a pretty cool blend of inspiration for this one. Yeah. Um, and they didn't need the help of Sigourney Weaver, unfortunately. I would have loved to see her. See yeah. Her. I would have loved if uh, like Luminara busted in just like, get away from them, you bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have loved a, a very straight up alien reference. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the, the visual reference is, I guess, good enough. Nah. Not good enough. Must have more android milk. <laughs> Just like they they chopped down one of the um, protoc not protocol droids the the battle droids and it's just like <laughs> just spewing milk everywhere. It would have been funny. I love that movie so much. Just try to kill somebody with a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get these references, you haven't seen the alien films, yeah. and and that's actually. That's the title, by the way. Yeah. Alien. Aliens. Yeah. Alien 3. Alien Resurrection. Yeah. It's Alien. <laughs> it's Alien. Yeah. You know, I know it can get confusing. Yeah. There's someone that wants to remake that movie. What? Alien? Well, everybody wants to remake everything. It's ridiculous. They, they want need, Star Wars remade now. They oh. need to gently and just firmly They need to be excommunicated be from society. Yeah. They need to be excommunicated from society. Whoever wants to make the Back to the Future remake, they need to be. They need to be. Yeah, yeah there's just some things that should be untouchable. Star Wars is one of them. Back to the Future. Yeah, the the Angry Boys about the Last Jedi. Just they just need to get over it. Take a nap. The Last Jedi is a th yes. <laughs> Take a nap and then watch the Star Wars you like. Just exactly. Move on. No one's gonna move make along. you do anything. Move along. Um. Eventually, Obi-Wan and the others make it to her lair, and they see that Luminara has been captured in that cool, like, lightning... I, Which, I think it's like a plasma where thing. Where is it plugged in? Where, where oh, in this underground catacomb is this thing plugged in? No clue. I, like, I mean, <laughs> I, obviously it doesn't work on our rudimentary earth techniques of electricity, but still, it's one of those things where it's like, just chain her up, because the, 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 the electro... Uh, feel thing just feels out of place with yeah. the aliens and catacombs. It's already bad enough that the alien queen spoke basic. Yeah. Um, Not like Starbucks basic. Basic English. Like English and I Star get Wars. You. I get you. It's basic. Um, it's clarifying for the audience. <laughs> um, so, one of the undead Geonosian is coming at her slowly. With an egg containing a worm. Yeah. So very slowly. Oh my gosh, I hate that. So slowly. And just sort of holds it by her face. And Obi-Wan's like, I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Do well, you think? It, yeah, he even, he even starts betting. Do you think it'll go in the ear or the nose? Like, yeah. Obi-Wan. Like, oh, yes, I, I mean, it's a half, it's half of a ruse, but it's also half truth. Like, yeah. the freaking Obi-Wan. 
And I get that, but I'm with Anakin. I'm like, some things are better left unknown. Just, just, yeah. just understand that worms take over the brain, make zombies not good, kill, burn, all that good stuff. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> what more do you need to know? What, what, what would it add to your life, Obi-Wan, yeah. to know the inner workings of the, like, why don't you, like, volunteer? Yeah. Volunteer yourself. Volunteer strategy. Right, right. Figure it out for first person perspective. Yeah. <laughs> like now is not the time for science, Obi Wan. Now is the time for rescue. Exactly. Um, they learn at some point that the undead bugs are light sensitive. Uh, they use this to distract them and not only retrieve Luminara but capture Poggle. Victory. Poggle, the scrub. That's his <laughs> new name. On their way out, uh, some clones blast the catacomb supports, and the temples begin, or the temple begins collapsing. And, of course, our heroes escape before the real damage is done. But Queen Karina is left to be buried with her remaining undead lackeys. Yeah. Um, which, which was the thing. It was just like, I mean, you can't really let it go on. Yeah. I, I, it just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, obviously, it didn't. they didn't do... But oop, uh, they didn't do that good of a job because we have another episode to talk about. So yeah, yeah. Um, it does it. Uh, well, first of all, what what did you think of this episode? I thought it was a pretty good, you know, sci-fi centric episode. I enjoyed that. It mm -hmm. kind of was a callback to a lot of old serial serial serial. Serialized. I'm sort of serial. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Serialized. Uh, old TV and films from the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. Just like, brain invaders from Mars! Well, and even, you know, them being underground, it gives this kind of gray wash to everything, every yeah. scene. So oh, it, yeah. it, it's, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it feels very silver screen. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I really. It's really cool because, it it's hard to imagine feeling this way, but like the last two episodes of the arc, not the not these two la the the previous two episodes that we discussed, the battle of Geonosis, um, just so much going on, it, which I'm I'm very glad that they learned following this that future battle centric arcs are are at least four episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really spread out because the last two episodes packed on so much action and explosion and war and, you know, it's nice to have this pace switch to a very uh, kind of closed-in horror yeah. uh, sci-fi experience. It's it, nice. It feels more like what we're used to with Star Wars where it's very focused. It's, it's very closed-in. Yeah. Um, and I think... It was interesting to see, like, Queen of the Bugs and stuff like that. I'll tell you what I, uh, what I really enjoyed. What? <laughs> Her voice. Oh, yeah, Dee Bradley Baker did the <laughs> voice for Karina. And just, like, it was like doing an impression of me on Monday morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very appropriate sounding voice. Like I said, I didn't really like the fact that it spoke basic, but, yeah. uh... I mean, the thing is, I guess, with having Dee Bradley Baker do it, they really w went for the... Yeah the creepy 
kind of style yeah. for the voice. Um, Who does the voice of Poggle? In this, it's Matthew Wood. Ah, uh, in gotcha. Attack of the Clones, it was sound designer Ben Burt, um, which I, I, I give props that it's actually someone doing that. Like, obviously, you can tell someone's doing noises, but it sounds like it's just recorded noises cut together. But mm -hmm. really, a lot of it's actually him. Yeah. Uh, and so for Matthew Wood to then come in and be able to mimic that, mm -hmm. which he was kind of the protege of Ben anyway, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it seemed, and, and I love that they didn't just reuse, like, for instance, Chewbacca, if Chewbacca shows up in anything, just reuse already recorded stuff. Yeah. I appreciated with Hoggle that they, you know, hey, Matthew, can you record these lines for this? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was nice. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, and they do a good job of making it sound like an actual language. Right, exactly. Um, and so uh, that that's why it was uh, it was a bit different. But then I guess it was the question of who would translate. I guess because there weren't any droids as far as I know. So I guess I guess there was no one to translate. So they needed someone to. I needed uh, they needed her to speak basic. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I I could, I could be wrong, but I just I. I yeah. It's a personal thing. Yeah. It kind of loses... I, Poggle. I could accept Poggle speaking basic now and then mm -hmm. in a very broken way because he seems to... I mean, he's dealing with Count Dooku and all these other basic speakers. So, I mean, it seems common. But Karina, the queen, stuck under the catacomb... Like, you saw her egg sack. She's not a getting out of there. <laughs> like, she's in there until she dies. Oh, my gosh. That just... Like, it's like that scene from... Uh, is it Aliens? Where the queen, like... Oh, rips herself off. Yes! Yeah. That was freaking awesome! Well, the thing is, with Karina, it didn't look... It looked like that was one... One... That was her body. Uh, with with the alien queen, it was something that she... When, when she found a space to be able to develop that, she developed that in order to reproduce. Could um, you imagine if we could have babies like that? Just, like, develop something... Yeah, just develop a sack, <laughs> uh, and then uh, just wait for the eggs to grow. Uh, just pop it out. Yeah, no, with Karina, it looked it looks like that was her her actual body, so she yeah. was not getting out of there. I wonder, like, if it's like a uh, what's it called, an actual bee queen or wasp, mm -hmm. if she gives birth to. Seemingly. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't... Again, that's what we don't know about... Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, we see her producing, quote-unquote, eggs, but yeah. are those pods for the yeah. smaller worm eggs? They seem to be, like, the only thing that she's producing at the moment. Right. Uh, and, and so... And then what, what gives her the ability to do that? And what happens if she dies? Does another it's, take its... Yeah, maybe it's like Alien, where the last one left alive becomes a queen. I could accept that, but then, uh, you know... I keep calling it alien. It's xenom a xenomorph. Xenomorphs <laughs> are naturally yeah. genderless to begin with. Um, they only mm -hmm. develop the gender in order to be able to reproduce. Yeah. Geonosians, though, seem to have an indication of gender. Yeah, but they seem to all be boys. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's, I mean, you know, that's where we get into the question of how bug are the bugs and yeah. and, and whatnot and, and and it's it's the interesting stuff I'd like to know more about because uh, you know that kind of nerd but um it's also <laughs> just like corner geonosians 
How do you reproduce? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your reproductive activities. Um, Show me a chart. It, 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 it also leads to the kind of curiosity of, okay, are, are any genosians independent, or mm-hmm. is it kind if If the queen has this sort of hive mind, not that she's controlling Poggle or any of the other genosians, but, like, is there inhibitors naturally in the genosians to only obey mm-hmm. whatever their superior bug tells you know for instance yeah. when poggle decides hey we're working for the separatists to, can a genosian just be like no mm-hmm. for instance i mean look ants be, can can an ant i mean there's a film about ants where yeah. one decides yeah i'm not going to do this uh but can, in real life that's not a thing Mm-mm. they're 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 naturally and instinctually conditioned to obey and mm-hmm. and to do uh what you know, what every other ant does, so it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a situation like the Borg from The Next Generation, mm-hmm. um, if it's like, they're a hive mind, but they also are conditioned to have the same ideals, and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then there's a queen, but there's also a couple that can defect? I don't know. Well, and that's the thing, we've not seen, um, and we probably never will see uh, that kind of activity from Genosians. I mean, we never see defectors. We only ever see obedient little bugs. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's something interesting. I was just thinking about throughout this of you know why are the Genosians there fighting? Couldn't they just be like, nah? Mm-hmm. I I just work in the factory, dude. You know, yeah. like yeah. I don't know. Just some, somewhere my brain yeah. went in the watching of this episode. Yeah, and it seems to be like there are several different types. Well, at least a couple. Yeah, there's definitely the kind of worker types, the wingless worker types. Um, but then there's also wingless warriors, and then there's winged warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Poggle. Poggle's clearly different from the others. Um, which it's another question of... You know, how did he develop his appearance? Um, he was obviously given the appearance so we knew who the leader was because he looked different. But um, as far as actual storytelling goes, how did all that go? That's These are the things we need answers to, guys. Get, forget forget mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's a, a Star Wars story. We need Geonosian a Star Wars story. We need to. Yeah. We oh. need. The, we need the answers to the bug questions. Yeah, that's her name. Seven of nine. What the queen? No, uh, the Borg that was kind of assimilated into the, the crew of the Enterprise. Or uh. no, the Voyager. Sorry. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Seven. So of kind nine. of an independent Borg, you mean? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's something curious, but you know, for anybody that's watched Rebels, we kind of know that we'll never get more Geonosian stories. Um, but yeah, so that's our that's our zombie episode for now we've got we've got another great one i i appreciate the second one a little bit more mostly because of the film inspiration of it that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um but let us know what you thought of this episode what you think of genosian society and biology and all that other weird nerd bug stuff yeah. uh and if anybody is a nerd bug person that can <laughs> properly educate us are you a coach in a nerd bug school can you give us a health class right please? let let us know what uh 
what you know about bugs and, and all that business. The bugs um, and the rocks. Because we have questions. Bugs so, and the bees. The, the bugs and the flowers. <laughs> Alright, before we get to our next episode, just wanted to take a minute and talk at you from the banking clan perspective. We got a transmission from the banking clan for you. This is when we uh, tell you about some deals from Amazon, which eh, arguably you've probably heard about already, but hear us out. Maybe the first 20 times you, you didn't properly hear how awesome these deals are. Yeah. Um, and so if you check out the description of this episode, then you can uh, check out a deal on an Audible membership mm-hmm. uh, where you can uh, sign up for over 50% off and, and also get two free books when you sign up. Yeah. Uh, we've made a few different recommendations to you. Megan, 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 yeah. Megan, Megan. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation for the people? I have not only a recommendation of a book. Uh-huh. I have a recommendation for a series. Ooh. My favorite book series mm-hmm. is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh-huh. And, John. Yes? Not only is the first book on there. Oh. Narrated by Stephen Fry. Ah. We love him. Uh-huh. All of them are on Audible. Uh-huh. The rest of them are narrated by Martin Freeman. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Do you know who that is? Yes. Good, making sure. <laughs> That's Bilbo. Yes, it's Bilbo That's Baggins. It's Bilbo Baggins and Little John. Little um, John. <laughs> right, that's you what he's called? Dr. John Watson, yes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. How many books are there? Oh, gosh. How many are there? More than two. More than okay, two. so you can get the first yeah. <laughs> two uh, with this and spend your first month listening to those, and then when the second month of your three-month trial comes up, guess what? You get another free book. And then when the third month comes up, guess what? You get another free book. So you can keep spending yeah. those free book credits on uh, finishing this series. It is an obsessive series that you can jump into. It is um, my favorite book series. And so uh, enjoy that. Um, if you're wanting a more Star Wars-oriented uh, recommendation, then I recommend yeah. to you uh, the Phasma book. Uh, I, I was geeking out with this uh, about this book not long ago with a, a good friend of mine, Michael, and... Uh, it, it's just, it's such a great book, and it's a double-edged sword because it's great, but it's also going to make you regret how Phasma gets the short end in episode 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. But at least you know she's capable of being awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, go back and listen to our uh, Women of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, when we talk about, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, ahead. if you want to check out some history of uh, Phasma and, and all that good stuff, and if you were just dissatisfied with uh, the Chrome Dome in the first in the in the two films, I'm still holding out holding out that she comes up in nine. But uh, read the book. Yeah. Uh, check out or well, not don't read the book. Don't read the book. Don't use your eyes. Use your ears. Listen to the book with Audible. <laughs> read um, the book with get your that, ears. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get that uh, Audible deal. You can also check out a link for some deals on gift cards. It's past Christmas, but you can still love on some people with some gift cards or just splurge on yourself. Yes. I guess. Love on um, people with gift cards. Rub yeah. them on their arms gift, and body. Gift cards are great because they're always an appropriate gift for anything. Yeah. So uh, check out some deals for gift cards for you yeah. or loved ones. And we have a link to Amazon's top deals of the week that you can check out. Surely, if if you just need the itch uh, scratched of shopping for something, surely uh, Amazon can find something for you even on its top sure deals. Too. Even if you're even if you're not surely. I was um, I was unprepared for my segment. <laughs> oh no! I hoped you I'd hoped you forgot. I am not um, here. You keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Uh, 
but yes, yeah, so it, it has all the different deals of all kinds of genres. So if you check out that link, surely you can find something uh, that appeals to you. It could be something, uh, uh, a device that's useful. It could be something that is useful to your career or your school life. Or it could just be a Ooh, random yikes. splurge. Um, something to appease uh, yourself for the time being. Appease the gnomes uh, yes. in your life. Yes, we're encouraging you to uh, give in to your shopping addiction. Yes. Uh, it, it is all good here with us with Nerd Herder. Yeah. Um, well, John? Yes. On Amazon, you know what you can buy? What can I buy? You can buy a creepy toy that looks like Chewbacca. Oh, no. <laughs> it's real creepy. We've seen it in Target, but no, this isn't This is an ad for Target. It's an ad. You know what you can get on Amazon, John? What? You can get a shower curtain. Uh-huh. Of Jeff Goldblum holding oh, a Oh, goodness. <laughs> that's wonderful. In, in case you needed that in your life. So, that's just a taste of the deals that you can get over on Amazon. Check out those links in the description. Uh, enjoy that. Have fun with that. And then come back to us. Let us know what you ended up getting on Audible. Uh, and tell us what you thought of it. Uh, and then we just got one more little sponsor. And then we're back to the episode. It's a quick one today, because uh, we're already on our second episode and our last one, and then we're we're Audi for 2018. Uh, Audi 5000. But it's the it's the difficult thing. Like I said, I, that's what I appreciate about them learning to spread it out a little bit more um, in the future. So it we had a lopsided arc. This I think this is the only five episode arc. I could be wrong, but it was just more convenient to split it up uh, this time. And, and so, and plus, it split up well in that last week we talked about the political espionage and the battle, and then we talk about the zombies. Gotta, gotta separate your zombies from your politics, guys. That's just, <laughs> that's just common sense. Uh, so this is season two, episode eight, Brain Invaders. Dun, dun, dun! Um, the moral of this one is, attachment is not compassion. Uh mm. This one I, I, I like for, for this episode's story. I think it also applies to last week's episode, Weapons Factory, a little bit. Because if you remember back in Attack of the Clones, Anakin has a line of, you know, he's talking about to Padme. And she's like, you can't be with the ones you love and all this other stuff. And, or, you know, or, or, I thought you were forbidden from loving. And, and he says, well, you know, attachment is forbidden, but... Uh, unconditional love or compassion is encouraged and he kind of tries to play the game of eh, technically it's you know technically i've been taught i'm supposed to love you know and, and it's just like yes not love with not love like that anakin um, <laughs> i like how you stopped yourself there <laughs> <laughs> uh now at the end of the day you know we've had several conversations of how attachment is kind of a Jedi trigger word um, and deems all love almost as a bad thing. It's a very difficult line in the sand to find of where's compassion end and passion begin. Um, And so I think what the moral is trying to do is separate and say that there is such a thing as bad... uh, Bad love. There is such a thing as over-attachment. There is such a thing as holding on to things so tightly that the fear of losing them would cause you to do terrible things. 
We've never seen that in Star yeah. Wars. What are you talking about? Uh, but then there's compassion. There is selfless love. There is care. There is relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think we do see a bit of that here. Like I said, I think we see it more in the Weapons Factory episode between yeah. the whole of, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to let my Padawan go. Okay, whatever. Um, Someone outside is revving their engine. Yeah, hopefully you can't hear that. Case. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, if you do hear that, then sorry, uh, <laughs> not much we can do about it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's just trying to say that yeah, yeah, you can love people, but there's also sometimes love that can take us yeah. down a a path we shouldn't go. Hold on loosely. Yeah. But don't let <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, the mo- the not the moral. The opening narration for this episode though is victory on Geonosis. Victory. But after a massive assault, the Republic has finally recaptured the Separatist planet and shut down droid factories of doom. Alrighty there. Yikes. Uh, an investigation by Luminar Unduli led the discovery led to the discovery of Queen Karina the Great, whose hive mind could reanimate dead Geonosian soldiers. During the destruction of the Queen's Temple, Jedi apprehended her advisor, Pago the Lesser, and now prepared to deliver the villain to the Coruscant for trial. They keep trying to do that. They just, they're just yeah, like... Yeah, they're always trying to... You need to stand trial! Right. But you can never get Well, I, arguably, that's why Mace Windu was just like, <laughs> you know, the heck with it. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> because, I mean, think about how many times... Okay, you know, we've already seen uh, Gunroy. Yeah. Uh, Gunray, sorry. Uh, Gunroy, we've got Poggle the Lesser here. There's at least two more situations where this happens and is a, is a major plot point of an arc of episodes where... You know what? It just doesn't work out delivering them to justice. Yeah. So, you know, hey, bad guy, meet justice. My lightsaber. Woosh. Like, <laughs> it, it is more effective. It is kind of more effective. I got, I got to say. I'm just thinking about, like, this is my friend Justice. He is my lightsaber. Right. Now, fun fact. we This does technically work out. We do not see uh, Pago the Lesser Freed. In fact you might be wondering how he gets from this situation to being on Mustafar with the rest of the Separatist Council uh, to be slaughtered by Anakin. Mm. If you've read the Rogue One prequel novel, Catalyst, uh, then you'll actually get a little bit of... um, a little bit of insight into how Orson Krennic's career crosses paths with Pago the Lesser and with, I want to say, Wat Tambor. Really? If not, I know definitely Pago the Lesser. I want to say Wat Tambor, but oh no, uh, maybe Admiral Trench. I don't know. There's another. There's another Clone Wars character that pops up in Orson Krennic's career because if you remember, he does work for the Republic before it becomes the Empire. Huh. He worked in the Advanced Weapons Division. So what? There you go. What happens to Admiral Yellarin? Admiral Yellarin, he dies on the Death Star. Yeah, he was uh, oh. one of. He's in a couple of scenes uh, with the Death Star conference room and uh, such, and so yeah, he's he's on the Death Star when it blows. He became a very uh, very decorated Imperial officer during the the twenty year time after the Jedi purge and everything. I that mean, makes he was, me sad. He's very devoted, um, and it was all seen as something right. I mean, and you got to admit, he was on the front line seeing some of the difficulty of working with the Jedi. I mean, it wouldn't have been difficult to make him believe of you know how radical those Jedi were it was only a matter of time before they tried to overthrow the government I mean they said they were peacekeepers and look at them being general like the, 
and that's why, you know, I know we're supposed to be getting into the episode, but but that's why, because <laughs> uh, I saw a video on YouTube like, why did Palpatine wait three years before executing Order sixty six? Really, I don't think Palpatine had a timeline of when he was going to execute Order sixty six. When he, the time seemed right, I guess. Exactly, he wanted a time when the Jedi were so dethroned in their public view that when he said they tried to kill him and take over the government, they, the you know the mass populace believed him. Yeah. Uh, that's why. Why do you think people welcomed the the creation of the Empire? Yeah. It's because the I, the life under the Republic and with the Jedi in charge didn't seem great. Yeah, and you gotta think like there were a lot of cogs in the Imperial machine. <laughs> <laughs> that really had to be set in motion before he could take power. Like, Absolutely. There was a lot that had to be done. Yeah. Well, he had to take emergency powers, number one. Well, part of the reason that Pago the Lesser and Orson Krennic meet is because they've already begun work on the Death Star prior to the end of the Clone Wars. Sick. Yeah. Orson Krennic well, was yeah, working see. with... Yeah. So Orson Krennic was working with Pago the Lesser and the Geonosians by that time already. Mm-hmm. So and so... No, Sorry. no. I was just gonna say. So, yeah. so that goes to show things were. There needed to be time for the empire to be able to slip in and be welcomed. Mm-hmm. Palpatine didn't want to take over. Think about it. Palpatine did not take over. No. For public view, he was given. Yeah. The empire. Yeah. And so, and, and, and uh, but what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I want to know more about like Galen Erso. I want. Recatalyst. Okay, I so, need to know. So, uh, I know we've already passed our segment of Audible recommendations, but there you go. If you need another book to read, if you've already read Phasma or aren't into Hitchhiking the Galaxy, then uh, check out uh, Catalyst. It is a great build-up and mm-hmm. lead-in to Rogue One, which is already an amazing film on its own, but the story you get of Galen, the story you get of uh, Lyra, of Orson, mm-hmm. and, the, and the building of the Death Star, why does it take 20 years to build all this great stuff? So we're so much of it yeah. is 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 in that book. We have a lot of uh, what's it called? Some traveling in yeah. the next few days. So maybe maybe we'll be We're checking that out. Um, I just wish that uh, the actors could do the voice, especially um, oh. having uh, Mads, uh, Mads Mikkelsen come in for Gale. He oh. has such a nice. He voice. has a great voice. <laughs> That's why we love Hannibal I so hate, much. I hate <laughs> that uh, that uh, Galen died because yeah. I, well, I love spoiler that, alert. No. Yeah. Well, I love that his brother is still working at, well, was working as Thrawn, but there's a chance that he could, I, if, if they do live action Thrawn, the Mickelson brother has to, has to be the one Absolutely. Anyway, we're off track, guys. I just want to see more Mads Mickelson. <laughs> yeah, this became such a devolved thing, but, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Clone Wars. Welcome to Micklecast. <laughs> right, this is the Micklecast. Alright, so, back to the brain invading worms. Um, and they are believed to be dealt with as, uh, with cleanup, um, on Geonosis. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ki-Adi. Ki- I, I never- It's all yeah, one. I know. <laughs> but, like, I keep getting, like, startled by the name. I'm just like, who is that? Oh. <laughs> I'm just not used to seeing his, his just first name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ki-Adi-Mundi. Um, they have the job of taking Poggle into custody and returning him to Coruscant, as we said, to face trial. Uh, Windu, who is struck by conflict on Tatooine's brother, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Dantooine. Um, Mace is busy karate chopping droids and stealing farm boys' water. So the girls, the gals, 
the gals head out with the Tango Company aboard their ship. And when I say the girls, I'm talking about uh, Barris and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, they're, yeah, they're they're going to Orcestus to pick up supplies for, for Mace. Yep, the only ship that they're building is a friendship. Oh. <laughs> I, I kind of love it. I kind of love their it's friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the girls head out with Tango Company. Um, before boarding, we see one of the clones is infected by a surviving brain worm. Yay! Of course. And so he ga- gathers a few worm eggs for the trip, and they're off. You know, just make a, can make an omelet without cracking a few brain worms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it takes, it doesn't take very long for things to devolve as the infected clone Scythe, which is a sick name, yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, spreads the worm love, and soon all of his brothers are in on it. There was a very interesting, like, scene of him standing in the doorway of the clone's, like, mm-hmm. barracks, and then mm-hmm. rolling the mm-hmm. eggs to each of the bunks. Yeah, um, I believe this was prior to or around the time of it, uh, but it reminded me of the scene when Caesar, um, releases the, uh, gas mm. canisters for the other apes. It was... What year it, did that movie come out? I want to say it was two... Well, no, two... No, this was 2009. This was well before. It, yeah. That came out in 2012, I think. Yes, it did. Yeah, because it was 2012, 2016, and then... 17? No, sure? it would have been 12, 14, 16. Mm. Right? I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, but Goog. that it, that's what it reminded me of. Goog, help. Yeah, I'd ask the Goog, but if yeah. I say her name, she's going to beep beep. Yeah. I mean, she's already listening, for Pete's sake. Right, um, always listening. By the way, our Google is dressed up like uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tweet a picture later. Um, so... The Padawans fight off a few infected clones in the mess hall, which is where food fights happen. Right. Not real fights, honestly. Um, and where hands are almost stabbed by androids with really, really quick hand-eye coordination. Yeah. And Bill Paxton is scared. Of course. Bill, well, Bill Paxton is always scared. <laughs> that was the best scene. <laughs> go watch Alien, otherwise <laughs> you're not getting these, these, these little references. Just go watch a sci-fi film from the 70s, for Pete's sake. Um, so the Padawans fight off the clones. Uh, meanwhile, while the Masters grow worried that the, when the Padawan shuttle fails to check in on time, it's like when you don't text your mom after getting home after a late night. Yeah. Always got to check in. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's where we have, are. have you talked to your clones about the use of brain worms, Megan? It's an important conversation you should have. Brain worms kill, not even once. Betty, Cyrus, I'd like to talk to you. <laughs> Hashtag not even once. <laughs> My clones live in multiple Hashtag parts of the country. Hashtag are you worming? <laughs> Girl, um, do you know? I found a worm in your room. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, yet again we get some more uh, great film inspiration for this episode. Continuing with the Alien series, there's a, a tad similar opening uh, to Alien 3 where our lead escapes after supposedly uh, rendering the aliens extinct only to find an egg survived and is on board. It's subtle, but it, it is a, a, a similarity. It's a nice way to take it. You know... Eventually, all horror goes to space. 
Yeah. Uh, of eventually, course. all of it eventually gets there. So. Leprechaun. But this Jason. was this was nice. Also, just taking it into a very secluded. You know, that's what sc- was scary yeah. about the original Alien was. Yeah. You know, a big tagline was in space. No one hears you scream, and it's a mm-hmm. thing. Like, where are you going to escape to? You're always on board with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, very interesting there. But that's kind of the the it on the uh, Alien uh, references, which I'm sure you guys are thankful for, um, but, uh, it does lead us to a different inspiration from the films The Thing. Ooh. There is multiple things, by Such the way. Such a good movie. Um, if you don't know of the films, uh, it's about an infectious alien that possesses the host to fulfill its murderous agenda. Yeah. Um, there are three. There's the original, which is recognizable for being the inspiration, but then Excellent. John Carpenter's The Thing. Ugh, if, the best one. If you don't like gore, I don't recommend it, no. but... It's a um, if you don't mind, it, it's it's an amazing film, not just yeah. for the effects, not just for the sci-fi, but for the amazing acting. Kurt Russell's oh. in it with a huge it's burly so beard. Great. Uh, He's like, Keith David is in it. That was like the prequel to Hot Santa Claus. Right. Yeah, if you want to know, Rebecca, Rebecca, I know you saw Hot Santa Claus. I saw you talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to see the precur, if you want to see Hot Santa in his college years, Ugh. check out the thing. So hot. Unless you're squeamish. But, yes. And then there was a more recent thing. Now, the, the great thing about the Thing <laughs> series is they're all sequels. They don't tell you that, but they're all sequels. It goes the first one, the second one, and the third one. Mm-hmm. They're all... Or, no, the third one is the first one. Right, right, right. Right. So, it, it, it's confusing, but it, it's a great series. Oh, um, man. And um, there, there's always uh, yeah. a tension of who's infected, who's yeah. it, who's the thing. One of the best endings in film history. Oh, yeah, the best. Yeah. It's not really a cliffhanger, if you pay attention. Yeah, like, he's... Yeah. We're, we're not going to spoil it. it. If you um, want another Audible recommendation, it's based on the book called Who Goes There. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. I don't remember who wrote it, but there you go. It's a fantastic um, book. So, yeah, there's kind of that same vibe of who's... Who's got it? Who's who's possessed now? Kind of you thing, um, and even the weakness to extreme temperatures is also mm. reminiscent of the thing. And so, if you haven't seen those, definitely recommend it. Like I said, if you're squeamish, though, I don't yes, really do not. Yeah, be mindful. But it's great. It's and, a great okay. series. If you're squeamish and you don't like dogs getting hurt, don't dogs don't get hurt. Dogs get killed. They're fine. assimilated. They're fine. They're, that's just a dog in its natural habitat, <laughs> Megan. Don't you know that's what a dog looks like? What kind of dogs have you, do you have growing up? <laughs> I've seen your dogs. <laughs> One of them was my dogs, too. <laughs> exactly. They, you know, yeah. they'll be fine. Oh, Sheba. Uh, but uh, back to the nerdiness. Um, if if the horror alien genre isn't your thing. Um, Don't start a conversation about horror. You ain't about to finish it. Before. Right. Uh, <laughs> the troopers that we meet are mentioned as Scythe, Trap, Havoc, Ox, Pulsar, and Edge. There are a few others that we don't get names of, but that's who we know of. Uh, And their ship is a Pelta-class frigate used primarily for supply transport and medical purposes. I only mention this because uh, the Phoenix Cell of Rebels eventually use a modified one of these uh, until it's destroyed in the Siege of Mandalore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not Mandalore, oh my gosh. The Siege of Lothal, sorry. I had (laughs) had Season 7 of Clone Wars on my mind. Um, But yeah, so uh, it is a little bit modified... Uh, in Rebels, but it it is a, the same uh, class of frigate, and it's also cool because it's like the consular class or Corellian corvettes, which are some of my favorite Star Wars ships. Uh, for some reason, just the 
They tube, look cool. The long tube ship with the multiple cylinder engines. Uh, for some yeah. reason, that's an aesthetic for me. Eh. Anyway. There's one there. Yep, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a few. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's the nerdiness. Yeah. Um, you big nerd. I am. We've established Nerd alert. Beep, yes. beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, anyway, our Padawans are attacked again by the clones, and this time, in self-defense, Barris kills Trap. Yeah, I like, I like the kind of, it's very, it's yeah. very small, it's, it's brief, it's, but it's appropriate inserted. Definitely. That it's not just kind of whisked away, but there is a yeah. very, there's a you quick see, turmoil. Yeah, you see like the horror on her face when yeah. she just realized, oh. Yeah, yikes. I mean, you know, of course we recognize, hey, it was self-defense, but you know, yeah. when you're in that kind of situation, yeah. that's a whole different, and, and yeah, like, that's the, I think the scariest thing about this episode versus the last one, the oh, Genosians yeah. were dead. These they, clones are alive. And they know them. They, right. They've worked with them. They've traveled with them. They've been companions. They're, yeah, there, there's there's relationship there, yeah. and so you know, I mean, Ahsoka calls them by name. Yeah. And so, there we're insinuated that there's enough relationship that it's something meaningful. And, and like I said, these guys are alive. If they could, you know, they're it. It's the hard thing because yeah. we uh, later, of course, learn there's an alternative to just killing them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there has to be some like PTSD. Her up. Oh yeah. There has to be some difficulty with accepting that. So yeah. I appreciate that they emphasize that appropriately. Yeah. And it's, like, it's nice to see the clones cared about, at yeah. least in a small way. And then they quickly just kind of, like, when they leave the shot, they show the body of, of Trap. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it, 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 it was like, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they decide to split up and stop the ship and call for help. Splitting up is never a good idea. No. They've never seen I, a horror I've watched film. Scooby-Doo. Exactly. I know how this works. <laughs> Here, Shaggy, you and you take the dog Soinks. and go down this hallway. I'm going to take the hot girls right. and go down this hallway. <laughs> uh, no, hot girl. Da- uh, Daphne always got all the attention. Oh, that's pretty. I'm not saying she's not, but I'm just I'm, I'm saying don't give them credit for, for uh, giving yeah. Velma Velma her was due. very underrated. Oh, yeah. Until the movie. Oh, oh well. Oh, <laughs> uh, that film! Uh, th- that film hey. is only great for giving us Freddie Prince Jr. and oh. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh my gosh! That, by the way, guys, like what? Oh, it, it's been like it's been years. Ten years? Yeah. It's been like ten years. They're still married and happy yeah. and every like real kids. life Fred and Daphne right there, guys. I know, right? It's so and sweet. Then, and then to think, Freddie P- Freddie P comes into the Star Wars universe and becomes know, right? uh, gets a bromance with Sam Witwer. Oh, it's beautiful. The best. And you know, the best. Uh, Matthew Lillard is in Twin Peaks for the time being. Oh right. Oh yeah. right. I didn't recognize because he's a forty-year-old man in that one, and it's just like, wait. He looks like a dad. He looks I, like someone's dad. What happened to you? He shaved off the soul patch and cut his hair. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I was traumatized. Have when you I saw never that. seen Without a Paddle? I guess I've seen without a paddle. He looked, he looked different in that too. I mean, he still looked like Matthew Lillard. This is what happens when we, uh, when we get off on tangents. We oh, start clearly. arguing about stupid hey, Scooby Doo. But hey, it's the last episode of the year, so yeah. we have. I mean, you know, you, you've got to yeah. just be along for the ride, guys. You know about the Scooby Doo uh, supernatural crossover? Yes, right? I do know about Good, that. Good, making sure. Um, so, uh, they split up. They split up. 
And Barris is captured. Beautiful green woman is captured. She's a child. Beautiful green baby. Um, she's wormified, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Which made me sad. Ahsoka contacts Kit Fisto, fish boy, yay, and warns him about the worms, and also contacts Anakin to update him. Then she gets busy trying to not join a cult of worm brains. Don't eat the flavor, or don't drink the flavor aid, John. Right, there's worms in there. <laughs> there's worms in it, damn heels. By the way, it wasn't Kool Aid. It was flavor aid. It was exactly. Kool-Aid. Exactly. Jim Jones didn't care. <laughs> Get it right. He he went for the 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 over the counter. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Real arsenic, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, after a peek at his Vader impersonation, Poggle says that the worms can't stand up to the cold very well. Uh, yeah, Anakin furiously attacks Poggle. I didn't read that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get an excellent moment where Anakin is walking towards the room where Poggle is being held. Mm-hmm. And you just hear that little... Yeah, there's a the faint theme. reprisal of the Imperial Oh, march. it's beautiful. Um, it, yeah, it's very well placed, and it's okay. not super emphasized, mm-hmm. but it, it's perfect. It's Is perfect. it the first time we see Anakin Force choke someone? I don't want to say yes, because <laughs> I can't, I'm not confident enough. It could be. Yeah, well, it's... It's not the last. Yeah. No, it's no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, it definitely could be the first time we really get an emphasized look at uh, his sort of anger yeah. uh, come peeking out. By the way, how about issue 25 of the Darth Vader comic? Oh, yeah. If you haven't read that, oh, my gosh. Do it. Get your mind blown, guys. Get your freaking mind blown. Mine was, oh, my gosh. We need to have, like, a full episode just to talk about that issue and yeah. everything that it means. Oh, that issue and all the oh. issues it caused me. Yeah. All of the issues, some, like, thoughts and revelations. But anyway, um, Poggle says that the worms cannot stand the cold. Anakin warns Ahsoka quickly, who sets out to release the ship's coolant to stop the worms. Um, She succeeds, but is attacked by Barriss, who is thoroughly warmified, who is clearly feeling the effects of the cold as she slips in and out of control of her body. And at one point, in a very, like, this is a kid's show moment, <laughs> Barris even begs for death to stop um, the worms. But Ahsoka manages to get the worm and save her best friend. Aww. Aww. <laughs> the ship pull in, Visto and some clones board, and find the freezing Padawans holding hands. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. Um... In the infirmary, everyone is recovering, and Fisto and Anakin discuss the worms and wonder if it was what allowed the Geonosians to retake their planet, and decide it's probably a good idea to warn the other troopers. If we learned anything from the Alien series, the only way to be sure is to nuke the planet. Of course. Of course. But Geonosians won't know about that till later? Mm-hmm. Can I ask? <laughs> I feel like all you need to know is right there. Big boom. Big boom. Do they need a vault boy? Uh, uh no. There, there's, there's nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. There's no like thumb to hold up to the mushroom <laughs> to be like that's catalyst. not very far away. Um, Yo. So, what'd you what'd you think about this one? 
I really liked this episode. It was very alien. It was really great. Um, it, it was very alien, the thing. Yeah, like it was a it was a good mix of of that because even technically the thing delved close to zombie territory. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but all all in all, um, I think that you can enjoy Death Troopers a mm-hmm. lot and this one completely separate. And we could even be led to believe that possibly if you want in your head canon for Death Troopers to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe where the Empire got its experimentation. We know the Empire worked with Geonosians uh, after the creation of the Empire. They helped finish the Death Star. Perhaps they found more eggs. Maybe some of that led to the black goop that eventually created the Death Troopers. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a headcanon you can have if you Hi, want. Bro. Hey, John. Hi. What's your favorite zombie movie? Um. Or series. I know that you've said before you don't like zombie movies very much. Yeah, I'm not... I don't really have one... um, Mm -hmm. I mean, outside. I can appreciate uh, Day of the Dead, you know, the original, Mm. um, for the makeup effects that it inspired uh, and all the way down to the twist ending. Um, You know, there's... There's some good elements to that that uh, yeah. uh, I really appreciate, but overall, zombies don't appeal to me. Day of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead? That could be Night of the Living, whatever the, the first, first one, one is. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Okay, there you go. The I, can, I always get them confused. Yeah, uh, Day, Day of the Dead is the mall, I think. Oh, right, the 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 sequel. Yes. Right. Yeah. The sequel. Yeah. Some might well, say. It, where it just got, it got weird. messy, comedic. <laughs> but very, still very good. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I'm a big Romero classic. fan. Yeah, gotta go classic on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think if if there has to be zombies, I, I do prefer this mm-hmm. kind of organic... It's much more control rather than undead. Because mm-hmm. um, even when the, the host is dead, really all it is is the worms continuing to use the... Uh, elements of the host, you know? Yeah. I'd imagine that after a certain amount of decay, they could no longer use a dead host. Uh, but um, the idea that it can also affect living uh, hosts is, is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I have to have my Star Wars zombies, I, I guess this is probably the preferred way. Yeah. Um, it, it saves going to the ridiculous kind of horror style of where you're just, just suspending a little too much disbelief in my opinion mm-hmm. but yeah good pair of episodes there yeah any other comments uh i miss cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's a thing of being lactose intolerant very um well guys hopefully you enjoyed them uh again it's a little bit shorter of an episode but i you know uh we just had two episodes to talk about and arguably that's fine because you should be enjoying family and friends and all that great stuff anyway so We'll let you get back to it. We ourselves will uh, be looking forward to uh, friends and family, which is why we're pre-recording this um, right now, is so that we can enjoy that more. Uh, And we will be back after the new year with uh, even more goodies and and, uh, awesome episodes, great things to talk about, great things to discuss. So uh, make sure you hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Check out our Patreon page, all that good stuff.
Bless I was your trying face. to hold it. I couldn't do it. Oh, ow. Sorry. <laughs> On that note, I have been your herd leader, John Wayne, sneezy boy. I've been your herd mom, Megan, sniffy boy. <laughs> and and uh, always remember, stay, stay scrappy. Stay yeah, scrappy. <laughs> uh, and may the force be with you. Man, that, that, that ending degraded. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>